Kia ora. Welcome to Down to Earth Conversations, where we hear from ordinary people who are helping to bring a bit of heaven down to earth. I'm Andrew Dixon. It's good to have you here. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Down to Earth Conversations. Well, here it is. We've reached our final episode for the year. And what a year it's been. 2020 is not going to be easy to forget. But I want to begin by thanking all of you who are listening. Uh, The support this year as we've got this podcast up and running has been awesome. Uh, You guys have listened to over one and a half thousand episodes between you. But more importantly, the stories that you've shared with me about how something that one of my guests has said has impacted you has made this journey totally worth it. Today the plan is just to do a little wrap of the year um, with a couple of threads that I've noticed running through these conversations and then I want to invite you into the Christmas story in a way that, well let's be honest, it might ruin your nativity scene, just putting it out there, but I believe it makes the story so much more rich and full of life, relationship and connection. But we'll get to that soon. So one thing that has come through over and over this year right from the very start with Kerry Ewing in episode one and woven throughout all of these conversations is how important it is to see the humanity in others. Whether it was Kerry talking about prisoners, Emma or Manny talking about people with disabilities, Aaron talking about homeless youth, Kat inviting us into courageous conversations about race, Jeremy Farmuina talking about his engagement with the rainbow community, Kaz talking about neighbourhoods, Julia Grace talking about mental wellness, Lisa talking about at-risk youth, even Frank Ritchie talking about journalists. And the, the list just goes on and on. You know, there were so many examples of what can happen when we stop othering people, when we stop putting people in this other category that's different to us and therefore somehow scary or wrong. And if we instead start to see people for their humanity, treating people with dignity, honour, respect and compassion and really listening to people, really hearing them, going beyond surface judgments to see the value that every human being carries. I remember in episode 8, Dr. Jeremy Baker talked about how as a medical practice they treat people who have recently come out of prison and the comment they often get is that these guys are amazed that people treat them like normal people there. Now it breaks my heart that, that that's something they need to be amazed about. And yet, how inspiring to have people demonstrating how to love those who are different to you. Being humans about connection, about relationship and belonging. As soon as we create walls that keep people out of certain spaces, whether that's physically or metaphorically, we actually dehumanise people. But all these amazing tangata that I've had a chance to court it all with are committed to living life in a way that gives people back their humanity. And if that's not bringing a bit of heaven down to earth, then I don't know what is. One of the other things that I hope you've picked up this year is actually just how ordinary all of my guests are. Don't get me wrong, I think they're amazing. But they just think they're ordinary human beings doing what they can to make a difference in the world. And I find this super inspiring. You don't have to be some sort of superhuman or superhero in order to make a difference. You just have to look at who you are, what you carry, and how that can make a difference to those around you. It may mean going against the grain a little, or a lot, 
It may mean sacrificing those things that our Western society tells us are important. Yet, not a single one of my guests complained about that. They just celebrated the joy they feel by knowing that their little bit makes the world a little better for someone else. I could go on and on, but if you've been listening, you'll no doubt have your own highlights of the year or things that have impacted you. And if you do, I'd love to hear them. You know, Hit me up on Instagram or Facebook or uh, go to downtoearthconversations.com. Now to the Christmas story. A typical nativity scene has a baby in a manger, um, usually a, a wooden manger, surrounded by parents, animals, shepherds, angels, uh, some of the magi or wise men, um, often only three of them, and it's usually set in a barn or a stable. And the story, as it's understood, goes that Mary and Joseph went to Bethlehem for a census, but because everyone else was doing it, they tried to get a room in a motel or an inn, uh, but they couldn't, and so they ended up in a stable outback, and Jesus was born there with no one around but his parents. Now, I'm going to get a little bit nerdy for a second, but please bear with me and I'll land on the point really soon. Uh, Leaving aside the fact that the Magi probably didn't arrive for another year or two, uh, the problem with the story as we've understood it is that scholars have actually figured out that the word that has been translated as inn doesn't actually mean that. You know, when they went, there was no room in the inn. Uh, It's actually never used in that way. And once you start to analyse it, the idea of them looking for a room in an inn and ending up in a stable doesn't actually make any sense given the culture that they're part of. That's something that I've noticed more and more as I've uh, learned more of te ao Māori and recognised that actually the the Māori indigenous way of life is closer to the, the Jewish way of life of Jesus than my culture. Uh, So first the word that we've translated as in, now most commonly is understood to mean guest room. Houses at the time had an upper room for guests and a big family room. And this family room had kind of uh, an upper and lower part of it. And the lower part was a place where they could bring the animals inside in the winter, which both looked after the animals and through the, the warmth of the animals actually helped warm up the house. Uh, And because the animals were in there, they had mangers or feeding troughs often were built into the the walls of this part of the house. Secondly, because the Jews were this kind of indigenous culture far more similar to Māori than Western culture, you know, Bethlehem was Joseph's hometown. If he were Māori, it would be where his marae was. And the chances of him getting there and being told by family to go take a hike or to see if there's room in the the motel... uh, it's not really fitting with how that culture works. You know, if I think of any time that I've been to a marae, they've bent over backwards to find space for everyone. Uh, Even if it means squashing people in like sardines, they still make space for people. And so instead, the picture that we actually have painted for us here is that there was no room in the guest room. You know, the, the guest room of the house was already full because all of the family was coming for a census, And so some of the family were already in that guest room and it was already full. So Mary and Joseph were actually welcomed into the family space, the family room. And so we actually see Joseph's whānau making space for them. And rather than Joseph and Mary trying to figure out this birth on their own, and I don't know if you've ever thought about that, if if it wasn't a stable, you know, you just had Joseph trying to deliver a baby 
um, which he may or may not have any knowledge of. But actually, rather than that situation, they would have had some combination of Joseph's mum, sisters, aunties and cousins there to help with it all. So what? What's the what's the point? How does this matter at all? Um, and I guess in the, the bigger picture of it, it doesn't particularly matter. Um, Jesus was born in an out-of-the-way place in humble origins, uh, not in a palace. You know, he, he still wasn't born as they were expecting the Messiah to be born. But what I think is significant about this is that while he was born in this humble out-of-the-way place, just as we've always known, he did so in the context of Fano, connection, relationship, love. And not the Western idea of the nuclear family, but actually this is the whole shebang. This is the, the wider Fano. And I just love this idea that Joseph and Mary weren't doing this on their own. Uh, that God didn't ask them to do this on their own. You know, they had family with them. The one who many believe to be the saviour of the world, entered the world in a space of relationship, of whānau. For me, this gives much richness to the story. You know, so much more connection and aroha. Humble, yes, absolutely. Alone? No. And it's an encouragement for me to, to look for connection wherever I can in this Christmas period, remembering to offer it to others as well. In New Zealand, we're, we're lucky to be allowed to gather. As many parts of the world, it's, it's not a happening thing this year. But if you're going to go be with Fano, may it be a rich and fulfilling time. If you're going to be alone, uh, there are people opening spaces so that you don't have to be on your own. And I'd invite you to, to find one of those spaces and connect with somebody. If you're in Christchurch, uh, episode 2 guest Benny from Benny's Barbershop is opening his space on Christmas Day and having a meal there for you to go and join him if you would like to. Um, They've got a a Facebook event. Um, You can check that out on Facebook or Instagram at Benny's Barbershop. Um, But actually, if if you head along, there's there's a whole lot of churches with services on Christmas Day. And that's not about just having a token gesture. That's about offering a place of connection. You know, if you're overseas and your meeting together is restricted, I just pray that you can find connection in whatever form it takes. Uh, so, yeah, that that's my little bit on Christmas. Uh, relationship, connection, aroha. And I hope you find all of those things in this Christmas period. To wrap the year, uh, I simply offer a blessing for you all, taken from the scriptures. Firstly in Te Maori and then in English. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all, now and forever. Amen. So thanks again for listening. I'm taking a bit of a break over the summer, uh, but we'll be back sometime after January with another stack of awesome people to cordial with about how they are bringing a bit of heaven 
down to earth. Until then, me enoi tātou. E tō mātou matua i te rangi, kia tapu tō ingoa, kia tau mai tō rangatiratanga, kia mea te tau e pai ai ki runga ki te whenua, kia rite anō ki tō te rangi. Humai kia mātou ai nei, he taroma mātou mō tēnei rā, Mūro mātou hara, me mātou hoki e muru nei i o te hunga, e hara ana kia mātou. Aua hoki mātou e kawea, kia whakawaia, e ngari whakorangi a mātou i te kino. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. May your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.